0: Between 1956 and 1965 the British Post Office improved posting facilities by installing replacement wall post boxes with larger apertures that would allow larger items of mail to be posted. It was an ambitious and expensive scheme. A cheaper method than wholesale replacement involved cutting out the apertures on existing wall boxes in situ and fitting a larger aperture. Thousands of wall boxes were provided with modified apertures and the replacement and modification scheme became known as the one-in-every-village scheme. GR wall box with modified posting aperture. Morvich, on the Cape Rath Trail. One-in-every-village the 1950s and 60s aperture enlargement program. Bright red painted post boxes are a feature of both town and countryside in the UK and this familiar street furniture has a wide variety of types, ages, styles and features for those who choose to take notice. Hiking in the UK you are frequently passing through small villages, and there is often a particular form of post box that you have almost certainly not noticed. It is a modification carried out on one-thousands of wall boxes to meet the demands of a dissatisfied public, yet was also discharged with care. What's more, it was one man who completed almost all of the work in England, Wales, Scotland and Northern Ireland. In mid-20th century UK a wide range of envelope sizes were in use. The British Standards Institution prescribed 47 sizes of envelope as being of standard size while the British Post Office, PO, itself had 97 types of envelope in use. Many envelopes were much larger than those previously favoured when the Victorians were posting letters when post boxes were first installed from 1852. The PO frequently received inquiries from the public asking why the size of posting apertures and letter boxes could not be increased to allow larger envelopes to be more easily posted. Gr lamp box installed in a wall here. Its small size means that the posting aperture cannot be enlarged. Eitham Moat on the London Country Way. The general reply from postal officials in 1955 was that while many post boxes and service remained totally adequate to the task all new boxes came with a modern standard aperture of 8 inches by 1 and 3 quarters inch. It was believed that this was the maximum practical size as it not only reduced the risk of theft from post boxes but also discouraged the posting of over large packets. This demonstrates a different set of values and beliefs from today as the standard aperture width on new post boxes is now 10 inches. Also pointed out at the time was that the wholesale replacement of all old type post boxes would be impossible due to the cost involved. It was also suggested that any exercise in enlarging existing post box apertures could possibly weaken the structure of boxes. An excuse subsequently abandoned. DR wall box with standard unaltered narrow posting aperture. Cossened on the southwest coast path. Pillar boxes are expensive and suited to large volumes of mail being posted. Cheaper wall and lamp boxes were used where footfall was smaller, such as villages. The PO commissioned a report on how many small aperture post boxes there were in existence. The results of the survey were regarded with dismay while almost all pillar boxes met the minimum standard, there were also 17,000 type C wall boxes, with apertures of 6 one-quarter inches by 1 1⁄8 inch, and 12,500 pre-1940 type lamp boxes, with apertures of 5 1/2 inches by 1 inch. The cost of replacing these was put at 500,000 pounds. Greater than the problem to be so large that the only practical solution seems to be one of selection. We have accordingly now asked the regions to advise on what proportion of the total of boxes with small apertures would need replacement in accordance with the standard we have tentatively evolved. Greater than Greater than Deputy Director General, Post Office, April 21, 1955. The various PO regional offices were canvassed on the number of replacements required of every village. Other than the very smallest, were provided with at least one post box with a larger aperture. This brought the totals down to around 1,400 wall boxes and 500 lamp boxes. At this point, it was proposed by the PO director, Scotland, that they be excluded from the exercise. Scotland's preference was to simply wait for complaints and then consider any necessary action. London based officials were wary of such an action. Greater than I think that some action, However, nominal will be necessary in Scotland. I hate to think what the Scots would say if it came to light that benefits being distributed south of the border were to be withheld from them. Greater than, Greater than J. R. Baxter, Postal Services Department, May 18, 1955. Isolated houses and hamlets were excluded from proposals. At these places, bulky packets could be handed to the postman, and it was felt that this practice sufficed. The situation in Northern Ireland was similar. Post office headquarters at Belfast was only able to trace a single complaint about the size of posting box apertures. Belfast officials stated that there were less post boxes in rural areas than elsewhere and correspondingly more mail was handed to the postman on delivery. The PO was spending 90,000 pounds per annum on new post boxes and felt that an additional 10,000 pounds per annum was all that could be justified for a post box replacement program. This equated to about 400 wall boxes and 135 lamp boxes each year three and a half years to complete any enlargement scheme. The postmaster general expressed his willingness for the replacement program to be accelerated from three and a half years to just two and work began September 1, 1956. The following year the PO committed to the replacement or alteration of wall boxes so that there would be at least one with a large aperture in each of 2,000 villages throughout the country slightly more than the 1900 previously suggested. New costings initially estimated some 35,000 pounds but needless to say, this quickly began to spiral. Worse, more accurate numbers of the true requirement for larger aperture post boxes began to surface. Full returns from the regions following the commencement of the replacement scheme revealed that earlier estimates had been far too low. It transpired that 3,295 wall boxes and 1,365 lamp boxes, 4,660 in total, would be required. However, the various manufacturers were unable to increase production of boxes to meet the requirements. The major foundry of wall boxes for the PO was W.T. Allen. While their contracts stipulated 80 per month and they stated their ability to raise this to 120, average production remained at 74 per month. The PO considered using another foundry, McDowell Stephen, to meet the shortfall, but they were more than aware that unit costs from this manufacturer were 100% up on those from W.T. Allen. Part of the problem also lay with Chubbs, who supplied the locks. There had been an unprecedented demand for wall boxes fitted with both front and rear doors, these required twice as many locks. Chubbs struggled to meet demand. It looked as though relying on a box replacement scheme would scupper the promised improvement project. Post Office Engineering had previously advised against enlarging the apertures of existing boxes in situ but due to the difficulties now being encountered, the PO began to re-explore the practicalities of an aperture enlargement program on existing post boxes in conjunction with the box replacement program. Aperture replacement had its difficulties. Boxes were cast from iron and the use of hacksaws was both impractical and largely impossible. Use of oxyacetylene cutting equipment provided its own difficulties with work in situ. Once an existing aperture had been enlarged, a replacement, larger escutcheon piece would have to be fitted to each box. It was now obvious that the old-style lamp boxes would have to be excluded from any enlargement process as their design was simply not wide enough to accommodate a wider posting aperture. The PO still stated their aim to complete the program as originally envisaged, at least one box in every village to possess a standard size aperture. Miss three points of the compass posts a card into a Victorian wall box. The post box originally had a small aperture, but this has been cut out to fit a larger one. Photographed while hiking the Dales Way in 2012. The financial cost was too great to meet in the first year. £8,750 was split between the regions to cover the first six months of the program up to September 30, 1957. The cost of enlarging an aperture would potentially be far lower than replacement of the whole box so a spare box was experimented on by PO engineers and fitted with a replacement standard size aperture of 8 inches by 1 and 3 quarters inch. Following inspection by officials this was deemed quite satisfactory. On the back of this experiment, it was decided that an aperture enlargement should not supplement the box replacement program but now replace it entirely. 1,087 wall boxes had been replaced by September 30, 1957, and only a very limited number continued to be supplied as replacements. W.T. Allen were told to reign in production of wall boxes from 80 to 40 per month. At first, progress was slow. The engineering department lay the blame on the variation being encountered in crown, cipher, ornamental beading and unwords post office on wall boxes. Modified aperture plate fitted below crown and ear cipher any replacement aperture program had to avoid obscuring or damaging these. Greater than apart from accommodating these as a matter of geometry they must either be totally unobscured or completely covered, any partial obscuration being likely to receive adverse comment. Greater than. Greater than E.J. Castellano, Post Office Engineering Department. T.O. Engineering. Power Branch produced drawings for 640 mouthpieces to be used for enlarging the apertures on size C wall letterboxes. The method used for replacing the apertures was agreed between P.O. Engineering and Home Inspector of Factories and authorization for the work was given in December 1958, though this was then subcontracted. Victorian Wall Box with Modified Aperture, Worcester. Side View of Replacement Aperture Plate on Victorian Wall Box, Worcester. It was expected that work on each box would take some two and a half hours. The existing aperture was cut or chiseled off the box. The contractor was instructed to take great care to avoid cutting through portions of the cipher or other markings above or below the replacement aperture. Each new replacement aperture was supplied with a thin web at the edge which was cut away if and where necessary to clear any markings on the box. Four holes were drilled in the face of the box to take the fixing studs of the new casting and the replacement aperture, complete with baffle plate, was fixed into position. Any gaps or cavities between the old and new castings were filled with putty or waterproof filler. This was allowed to set hard. The box was then painted post office red. Inside a modified wall box, looking up into the top corner of the box with replacement aperture below. One of the four studs holding the larger aperture plate in place can be seen. Below the aperture are the dragon's teeth, designed to prevent theft of mail from a post box. Modified aperture on GR wall box. Bellingham, Northumberland, on the Pennine Way. It can be seen how the contractor has cut away the webbing of the replacement aperture to fit around the crown and cipher. Wall boxes type C bearing GR, ER, or Avere, and VR ciphers were selected for the work. Not all small-sized Victorian boxes were suitable for the conversion work as some were particularly early examples with hinged flaps over the aperture. The contract was awarded to Messrs. Grinding Improvements, Edinburgh, Limited of 1 Clarendon Road, Croydon, Surrey. They were paid six pounds for each box completed. Work on modifying the apertures on wall boxes commenced summer 1959. Remarkably, it appears that it was a sole engineer who carried out a- almost all of the work. He had completed all of the boxes in the Home Counties region and the London Postal Region by the end of October 1959 and all of the boxes in Northern Ireland by the end of the following August. The program was completed November 1960. Victorian Wall Box with Replacement Aperture. Photographed on the London Countryway. Evere Wall Box with Replacement Modified Aperture. Photographed on the Dales Way G. R. Wall Box with Replacement Aperture photographed at Helmsley, on the Cleveland Way. Earlier public interest in the program had largely died down and it was quietly proposed that the original figure of 2,000 boxes be revived. 634 boxes required work to bring the aperture enlargement program up to this number, 1,366 the remainder of the 2,000, having been altered by replacement of the whole box. If further strong complaints about the size of aperture of a box in a village where there was no box with an aperture at least 8 inches wide, and where no box was due to be dealt with were received, then head postmasters could replace the box, if a lamp box, or instruct the engineers to enlarge the aperture of a small wall box type C. If any box requiring work did not fit these criteria then apertures could be widened using an alternative method by postman or local handyman if this can be done competently and cheaply for say not more than pound 1 such local work may explain the occasional poor examples of modified apertures occasionally found completion of the 634 wall boxes was supposed to bring the project to a close but flushed with success work on the 2660 boxes previously discounted was then proposed the regions were again canvassed for their opinion. Responses varied Scotland stated that there was actually no demand for the work from the public. Conversely, the reply from Wales and the border counties was that intense criticism of small aperture boxes had been received, particularly during the Christmas pressure period. In all, the nine postal regions stated that 826 lamp boxes required replacement and 2,517 wall seat box required replacement or alteration to fulfill the one in the village concept, 3,343 boxes in total. It was estimated that this work would cost about another 25,000 pounds to complete, 2,500 boxes at pound 7.10.0 each and 830 lamp boxes at approximately 8 pounds each. Faced with this estimate and a generally lukewarm response from the regions, officials considered whether the exercise should be dropped on grounds of cost. However two of the regions had been strongly in favour of continuing the programme. The response from Wales and the border counties was echoed by the director of the north-eastern region who also stated his approval and wish for the project to be continued, 166 lamp boxes and 502 wall boxes in his region required work. The two regions alone accounted for 1,104 of the 2,517 wall boxes requiring attention. Victorian wall box with modified aperture in Brick Pillar, Old Hunston, on the Norfolk Coast Path. Evere wall box with modified aperture. Photographed on the Great Glen Way, Scotland. To keep expenditure within an acceptable limit, the replacement program for lamp boxes was dropped. Instead, Continued modification of wall box apertures was given the go ahead in November 1961. Those in the two regions most affected were given priority. The cost of modifying each box was pound 515.0 and work began August 1962. Originally scheduled for completion by late November 1964, poor weather held up operations and it was not completed until late 1965. It is not recorded what contractor was awarded the contract for this second phase of aperture modification but was likely to have been the same as before. What was actually modified? Other than replacement of small apertured wall boxes and lamp boxes, modification of apertures was supposed to have occurred on the meat-sized wall boxes measuring approximately 28 inches by 10 inches. For the experts in letterbox subtypes, around 11 types and subtypes of wall box can be found with the modified apertures from this program. The official files record 634 wall boxes were completed as part of a dedicated, phase one, program by late 1960 with another 2,517 altered soon after phase two. Trials were also conducted on at least seven boxes, it is likely that these were pressed into service complete with modified apertures. This accounts for 3,158 wall boxes with modified apertures, so it is very easy to unexpectedly stumble across one while hiking in the UK. In addition there would have been the occasional alterations carried out on a local order basis. Beside this enlargement program ran the continued, though declining, box replacement scheme until the manufacture of wall boxes ceased completely in 1980. It can be satisfying to identify a post box with a modified aperture from the 1950s-60s enlargement program, many surviving examples remain and the work carried out is mostly holding up well over the years. Once aware of what to look for, These modified wall boxes are easy to spot. When you next encounter one, take a few minutes to study the alteration and decide for yourself if the work was sympathetic, aesthetically pleasing or possibly more to the point, actually necessary. This is part of an occasional series where I have looked at street furniture to be seen while hiking and traveling in the United Kingdom. Other blogs have been. Postboxes on the London Loop, Part 1, Part 2, Petters Way and Norfolk Coast Path. Sustrans Millennium Mileposts Telephone Kiosks Village and Town Signs Victorian Wall Box with Replacement Aperture and Rather Too Many Coats of Paint Friston, East Sussex